And I found that if I bring my authentic self to work, people aren't afraid of it. Um, I think people are so afraid to talk about faith and politics and all of these things that are kind of no-no topics, especially at work or the dinner table or whatever. But um, people can't argue with your story. Um, And when you love them well and are authentic, it just opens some really cool doors. Welcome to the 9 to 5 podcast, conversations with Christians about lives of faith, integrity, and excellence at work. They are from Christians in Commerce, a ministry supporting and encouraging men and women to be Christ in their workplaces. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, this is Luke Cahill with Christians in Commerce. Excited to be joining you for another 9 to 5 podcast. I'm joined today by Taylor Garcia, and we're coming to you from Northeast Minneapolis. Uh, Today, Taylor and I will be talking about her journey and her work and how God is working through her and all of the things that are going on uh, with her today. So with that, I guess I'll just turn it over to to Taylor and would love to hear a little bit more about who you are and uh, what you do for work. Yeah, so I'm super excited to be here, um, first of all, just because I feel like this has been um, something that God's really placed on my heart in a huge way over the last year and even more amplified within the last few months. But um, I work for a large consumer goods company, um, and I'm actually the logistics touchpoint on a cross-functional team for one of our brands. So I work really heavily with marketing and sales and R&D, finance, um, help with new product launches, um, and get to kind of help marketing execute what they dream up and also influence what they dream up, which is super fun for me. So That's fabulous. As somebody who also operates in the consumer goods space, it's it's fun to nerd out with uh, someone else who's coming from a, a similar perspective. Um, so just from a career journey standpoint, I would just love to, to hear kind of what influenced you and how you got into this type of work and kind of your journey in getting to, to this point. Yeah, so that's kind of a fun story. I um changed majors probably three or four times in college. As many Um, of us do, yes. (laughs) Yes. um, Thought I was going to go into social work, had all these dreams of urban planning, um, but wasn't really walking with the Lord in college um, very closely. He was there, but he was on the back burner. And I think I made a lot of choices out of fear um, and ended up thinking, you know, I I really like supply chain. I think this will be a good move for me. Um, Went into supply chain ended up landing an internship with the company that I work for now and was faced with the decision to accept full-time. I had some student debt and wanted to pay that off, but also in the back of my head, couldn't help but shake that I felt like I'd been called into global missions. So um, that was a really hard dilemma for me of feeling like if I'm not going into full-time missions, then I'm wasting my life. But I didn't pray about it. I just said, I'm doing this and I'm paying off my student loans, and I'm going to Iowa for this rotational job, and just kind of did that, and felt like for the first six months of starting that job that I was directly outside of God's will, which is really funny looking back on, because um, he just had so much purpose in my work, and I just hadn't had my eyes open to it yet. Um, So yeah, had no intention of um, being an ambassador um, for him at work, or bringing him into my daily work life. but he really transformed my view of that and opened up a lot of really cool opportunities. Yeah, so let's let's talk about kind of faith life a little bit and and kind of following in the theme. It would it would be great to start from your you know the beginning, if you will. So kind of yeah, how have, how has faith 
been a part of your life and, and kind of as you've grown up, you talked a little bit about kind of as it relates to your college time, but kind of growing up, what did that look like um, and how that's evolved a little bit to where you are now? Yeah, so I um, was raised in a Christian family and just really feel like I had a strong connection with the Lord early on. Like I really got it. Um, I was the girl in middle school carrying my Bible around. I was praying for friends. I just really had this sweet connection with the Lord and understood my identity and who I was. And um, moving into middle school and high school, I ended up having a falling out with my church, um, which looking back on now, you can't judge God off of imperfect people, but I just felt super judged and um, was like, I don't want anything to do with this. And then started dating someone who was bad news, got into the party scene. Um, and from there, just kind of felt like I was preaching grace, um, but I was really living a workspace mentality and just had felt like I messed up too far. Um, and I could never really have the life that I imagined for myself because of that, um, which is a total lie. And the enemy had me right where he wanted me. Um, it's really funny to look back on because I gave him so much power that he just doesn't have. Um, but yeah, moving into college, I joined a sorority um, on a whim. And that's actually where the Lord encountered me. Um, a woman took time to pursue me and just explain to me grace for the first time. And um, yeah, ever since then, it's just totally wrecked my view of grace and what it looks like to live in freedom of following the Lord. Um, so yeah, I would say I was kind of half in, half out in college, um, knew where I wanted to be, but couldn't really escape um, partying and just living for the world and myself. Um, but moving into Iowa, I think that's where God really, really got me. Um, <laughs> There's something about me, those fields yes, in Iowa. Placed me in a field in the middle of nowhere, no friends, no community. Um, and he was, it was the first time it was like, yeah, who are you? no one here knows you. Who are you? Um, what is your identity? Um, and ended up just finding awesome community and actually went through biblical counseling, which just changed everything. I, um, talk really openly about counseling now because I think it's just a game changer for so many people. Um, and just replacing lies with truth. Um, there's something so powerful in that and restoring your identity in Christ. Um, so I think ever since then, it's kind of been teeing me up to free me from people pleasing um, which is huge, I found, in the workforce. Um, I'm not going to talk about God if I'm worried about what people think of me. Um, and just realizing that, yeah, I can really only um, fear God or man. Um, there's no in between. And um, that's just really helped me every day when I go into work and I think about those conversations. Yeah, it seems like kind of God's been working on you in your career and how it relates to kind of more of a vocation and and kind of reassuring you that you're kind of where he wants you to be right now. Can you talk about some of the the moments that were influential in you coming to that realization, kind of what you've been discovering through that that process of discovery? Yeah, I can't really pinpoint it um, exactly, but I remember one day I was driving into work and I was just like, man, like what if I went into work today like I was walking onto a college campus in Turkey? Like, what if I treated my work like that? Um, it just really opened my eyes to the people that are around me and started asking the Holy Spirit, um, who do you who do you want to highlight today? Like, who do you want me to see? Like, help me keep my focus on you. And so I think that's been huge, just like really seeing um, 
my coworkers, um, someone recently was explaining to me, they're like, without Christ, everything's counterfeit. Like people may act like they have it together and they may act like they have this amazing life, but, um, just really hit me. It's like, okay, do I, at the end of the day, do I care more about what people think about me or do I care about their eternity and their now? Um, and more importantly, they're now because Jesus wants to change that too. So I think just really giving me a heart for them and um, knowing that if someone wouldn't have pursued me, I don't know where I would be right mm-hmm. now. Um, but I do have some fun stories. Yeah, I'd love to hear them, please. Um, so I was put into a team leading role um, on second shift, which was super fun because I was the only team leader for that operating department. I had 11 employees that reported to me. Um, a lot of them had been working there longer than I've been alive. Um, and at first I was like, this job is just, what is this job? I mean, like, what am I doing here? Like, why am I here? I, I have no social life. I am coming in. I'm You're in Iowa. Yeah. I'm in Iowa. Remind you literally living in the middle of a cornfield. Um, and God just totally changed my perspective on that. Um, and we really, I'm fortunate to work for a company that really embodies the mindset of servant leadership. And so just really getting to live that out, um, and the coolest thing was that in this role, people were my priority. So no longer were the tasks my priority, and I'm very task-oriented, so I want to jump to the tasks. I want to get things done. Um, but there was this specific instance. There's this one guy that I was kind of sewing into, and he would come up and want to talk to me on almost every break. And they get 45-minute breaks, and if they want to talk to me on their break, they are my priority. Like, that's my priority. That's actually my job. So just this really cool realization of like, wow, God, like you put me in these situations where I literally get to talk to people about whatever they want to talk about for 45 minutes and there's no one else in the office. So this isn't awkward because it's just me. Um, No one's listening in or wondering why we're talking about God or all of these deep conversations. Um, So that was really cool Um, and just really hit me that he had purpose and intention in that role. Um, you can, the humanness, even within a business setting, mm-hmm. sometimes can be overlooked, but ultimately, even within a business setting, you know, it's human to human, totally. and people have thing life outside of work and life, obviously, within work, too, and, and to be able to integrate those two and understand kind of where people are coming from and more the depth of who they are, especially as a manager, which empathy is important and understanding and trying to empower and nurture and cultivate who they are and the strengths they, they bring. So that's, it's, it's a gift when you're put in a position to both realize that, but also kind of nurture those human relationships um, in the way it sounded like you were with him. Yeah, I love that role. I really felt alive in it. And um, I think now I've just really been... Um, challenged, I guess, at my church recently. Um, I'm going to mess up the stats, so don't quote me, but something like only 2% of Christians are in vocational ministry, so pastors and priests and what have you. Um, So that leaves the vast majority of us out in these spheres that we get to influence, um, which has just been a really cool thought because if you think about it, God's not dumb. That's not, I mean, we have to be a strategy, right? If 98% of believers are out in the spheres, as we like to call them, um, we have to be the strategy. We're it. There's no one else. Um, and he chooses to use us. And um, even Jesus, I think, I'm probably going to mess this one up again too, but I think he only gave two or three 
sermons actually in a church and everywhere else he was in the marketplace, which has just really resonated with me working in business and corporate America. Um, and I've found that if I bring my authentic self to work, people aren't afraid of it. Um, I think people are so afraid to talk about faith and politics and all of these things that are kind of no-no topics, especially at work or the dinner table or whatever. But um, people can't argue with your story. Um, and when you love them well and are authentic, um, it's just opened some really cool doors. And I typically don't struggle with sharing my faith or having people know. Um, but recently, my boss, um, who has openly kind of shared that she she's not totally up for Christianity. Like, I just heard a couple comments, and I just remember thinking in my head, like, okay, like, I, no, I'm not going to tell her. Like, I'm not going to tell her. I'm going to do anything I can to but tell her. Um Okay, God. And I feel like he was. <laughs> How just did he like, feel about yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> so I think he was kind of like, "No, you're gonna tell her. Like, you're gonna tell her." And it's just like, "No, I'm not. Like, we're gonna not talk about this." And um, I ended up blurting it out in a really awkward way, um, in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> and I just remember leaving that conversation and being like, "Man, I'm so awkward. Like, why did I do that? That was so dumb." But like, okay, moving on. Um. And ever since then, it's just opened this really sweet door between us. And she's actually no longer my boss, so she's now more of a mentor to me. Um, and it's just opened really cool conversations because she knows. Um, and because I was open about it, she feels comfortable being open with me and asking questions. And um, yeah, if I wouldn't have listened to that, I just wouldn't have got to participate in that. So that's another um, situation that stands out. Um I mean, you talked about authenticity, and authenticity, I feel like, in this day and age, is so prized, and it's something that people are seeking and respect, and I think that's both a, a Christian's greatest asset mm -hmm. in in being a light to those around them and bringing that to the workplace, but it's also such a... a uh, it, it, the demands on that are great, too, where if one is saying one thing and doing another. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that's going to be quickly picked up on, on as well. So I, I just love what you're, you're saying about just kind of be, bringing your authentic self to your work environment and, and having your manager <laughs> surprise you <laughs> in how she responded to that and, and to your point, what, the, what doors opened. That's really, really impressive and, and great to see. I will say, though, I'm not perfect by any means um, in talking about being authentic. <laughs> um, I've really been challenged recently because... And this podcast. We thought we were with someone Yeah, we're perfect. done. We're done. <laughs> I, um, I, I mean, I get frustrated too, right? I get upset about things. I get worked up about things. And I think I've really been challenged recently with um, consistency. And I know that's something we've talked about in the past, but just focusing in on that and um, what does that look like day in and day out? What does that look like when I'm upset because I don't feel like somebody gave a project their all? Um, how do I communicate that? Um, how do I value people regardless of their work um, and see them the way that God sees them, not the way that they're necessarily living out in the flesh right now? So that's been my recent challenge. Um, and also I am very task-oriented and we wor I work in a business. I need to get things done. And so um, realizing too that sometimes I feel like my non-believing coworkers love me better. Um, they'll drop everything and want to talk to me, um, and I just can't wait to turn around and get back to my computer yeah. to keep cranking out the emails and things that I need to get done. And I think it is a balance because I am there to work and have strong work ethic, but mm -hmm. also realizing that sometimes my to-do list is not as important 
as the person sitting in front of me um, has been my, my challenge. If you want to get off on the right foot each morning, you probably want to check out Christians and Commerce's Workday emails. They're short and informative, sent to your inbox early in the morning. Wake up to stories and insights about people transforming their workplace. These daily Workday emails inspire and encourage us in living out God's mission where we spend 60% of our waking hours at work. Sign up today by going to workingforourfather.com. So Taylor, I'd love to actually explore the kind of the Christian group in your workplace a little bit more in terms of what it actually looks like, kind of what the composition is, as well as your involvement in some of the things that you've uh, been a part of and experienced as a result of that. Yeah, I was really excited to find out about it. Um, I'd say the disc list is massive. There's probably like 200 people. Well, it's pretty massive in my mind, 200 or 300 people on the disc list. But on a monthly basis, I'd say we have about 30 or so people that meet. Um, and it's kind of a lunch and learn format. So you bring your lunch if you want, um, and anyone can sign up to speak, which I love. Um, so we get a variety of different faces to share something. And sometimes it's just something that the Lord's been teaching them. Sometimes it's based on a book they've read, um, could be a sermon. So it's, it's been a really cool experience just to get to know other believers. Um, but I also love that we actually Skype in remote employees. So people from all over the country get to Skype in and kind of be a part of these discussions. Um, I'd say one of the challenges with it, um, that I've at least been aware of and felt a little bit convicted by too, is just that we meet in a conference room and, um, I think the whole, mindset is that, you know, this isn't publicized. That's why I didn't find out about it um, for the first three years that I was working there. But it's kind of all word of mouth. But we meet, we close the door. Um, we don't talk about it outside of the door. And it's just kind of stuck in this space. So I think um, something God's really put on my heart recently is how do we wake up the believers at my work that um, he has something bigger for them? Um, and kind of get them excited about this mission and the influence that they have being in corporate America and what that could look like um, on a daily basis. Yeah, I think boldness is hard in work environments yeah. sometimes. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's I don't think it's surprising that it takes the form that you, you described. But to your point, kind of how do we break free and, and kind of have more of that boldness to impact more lives? Um, in your, in your environment is really an interesting challenge. Yeah, there's also a men's and women's Bible study that meets in the mornings weekly, mm -hmm. um, which has also been a really sweet way to connect with other coworkers. Mm -hmm. so. That's great. So what do you see the fruits that, that come from, I guess, having access to a group like that? Or what are the potential fruits that can come from having a group like that in your workplace? Man, I just see so much untapped potential. Um, I think it helps refocus all of us. Uh, it's super important to have community and I'll be setting your eyes on the same thing. So I think, um, yeah, I think there's a lot more that the Lord wants to do with this group. I think it's already amazing and awesome that it exists and it's one hour a month, to just spend time with him and refocus within the four walls of our workplace, which I also think is really cool and spend time in prayer. So you had sent me an article, which I found yeah. fascinating, discussing how millennials were leaving their lucrative jobs with the purpose of bringing more balance to their lives. So the idea of 
working in a trying to get that six figure salary or whatever it is, if it means working 80, 100 hours a week, the, the paradigm might be shifting somewhat. So I'd love to hear kind of your experience or your perspective or examples that you've encountered kind of with you and your network and, and friends you have just to kind of illustrate how you're seeing that trans- transpire. Yeah, so I love that article too. I think it's super interesting. Um, I actually have a couple coworkers who have recently just up and quit and decided to live an alternative lifestyle, whether that be going and backpacking across Europe for the next year, um, or one of my coworkers actually quit and built out the back of his truck um, and is traveling across the U.S. with his girlfriend at a lot of national parks and then is going to law school. So I think um, it's interesting because it's been top of mind for a lot of us. Um, We don't want to waste our lives, right? So I think especially um, in the world's eyes, if you're not doing something you love, 100% 100% of the time, you're wasting your life or you're in danger of that. Um, so I think it brings up, um, I know an email conversation we had talked back and forth, but it's kind of two of these extremes of like, yeah, I'm either going to work and that's all I do, or I'm just going to play and that's all I do. Yep. Um, and I guess both of those are just really sad <laughs> to me. <laughs> I don't know if you feel that way, but I just feel like there's this sweet spot for balance of like really feeling engaged and purposeful in what you're doing. Um, but also still having just as engaging of a life outside of work and how you find that balance. Yep. Um, Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. I think what we're, what you see is if somebody is living to just serve their more pleasure, kind of self-fulfilled the, the things they would want to do, eventually they'll understand that, they don't have much purpose or they're not living with much purpose. And it may take a year or two to do that or to find that or to kind of discover the gap that occurs. Um, but eventually they will, I, th- I think everyone is seeking ultimately what you just described is kind of that integration of doing things that are important, understanding how work can fulfill that need even if you're you know managing logistics and supply chain for a large a large company Mm -hmm. how the role and the value of that not just to the light you can be to those around you and your coworkers, but ultimately to the world and how the world is better as a result of you doing a good job at your job exactly there's value in our work outside of just evangelism um or changing the lives of your coworkers. Um, I actually get to mentor a girl um, who's a couple years behind me in my career, but she's doing the same thing. Um, and we actually have really similar stories with um, our past and um, just been really sweet on all levels to mentor her, like in her faith as well as work. Um, and I think even just, I'm 25, but I feel like people just a few years younger than me even have this ever-present, even more overwhelming need to be making an impact, especially like the second they hit the ground. Like if right out of college, if they're not changing the world, then they're wasting their lives. And um, just been able to have some really cool conversations with her about what that looks like um, and finding purpose in her job and where she can find that, especially um, working for the kingdom um, in her every day and how that can be purposeful. But it's definitely been something that's weighing on her and she's trying to figure out. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's where mentorship is so key. And it's, it's great that you've kind of 
walk that journey and experience those same thoughts so you can both understand where she's coming coming from as well as obviously share some wisdom <laughs> based on your own discoveries and, and how and just how that all works it's just been a sweet reality for me of like hey I'm combining both of these things for you mm-hmm. um and actually too I'm going to open up this door for you to consult with this nonprofit um startup that employs single Somali mothers um and you're going to get to use your supply chain expertise for that and partner with them while they're also trying to reach them for the gospel. Um, so just creating a lot of these unique um, opportunities for me where he's showing me, hey, I'm not making you pick one or the other. I actually gave you this skill set for a reason, and I want you to use it. That's a beautiful thing. Well, I think that's all the questions I have for you, Taylor. All this right. has been a joy to chat with you, and I appreciate you opening yourself up to sharing your story and so that we can all learn and uh, we're all on similar journeys. Um, so thanks again for, for your time and for your wisdom and for your sharing. Thanks for letting me be here. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You'll want to check out our website at workingforourfather.com. It's constantly being updated with new content to support you and others in living your faith at work.